0: Sober Gratitude's podcast is proud to come together and partner with Valor Fitness Clothing in our mutual mission to support and encourage the recovering community. Based in Los Angeles and inspired by real recovery, Valor Fitness lives up to its mission. With one item sold, Valor Fitness donates one item to a homeless shelter or transitional rehab facility. Because Valor Fitness Clothing supports Sober Gratitude's mission, everyone can receive a discount when shopping. Use the code GRATITUDE20 at checkout. Also, every guest on my podcast will be graciously given a gift certificate from Valor. We're stronger together when we come together. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Episode 11 of Sober Gratitudes. I'm so happy you are here to listen to an awesome interview today with a dear friend of mine that I know from the East Coast, but she has moved out to LA and I miss her dearly. So this conversation is the first that we've had in a couple of years now, I think. it It's fantastic. So she's just a ray of sunshine. Malia is her name and she's young and Full of life and she will surely inspire you with how she is in sobriety she's just such a gem so enjoy our conversation with malia
1: sarah <gasps> malia hi how are you hi, good how are you I'm so good I haven't heard your voice in so long it's so nice to hear you I know I'm so glad I can see you on Instagram yeah
0: some oh.
1: things you're doing oh thanks <laughs> and vice right back at you vice versa can you hear me okay yeah can you hear me oh, yeah you're great it's clear clear as day awesome because I'm talking through my,
0: um, I have these hearing aids now. Oh, because, cool. Cause, yeah, and because I have this chronic illness, and so I need hearing aids. Oh, wow, and, okay. Uh, and so I'm doing, this is my first interview with the hearing aids, so hopefully it comes out okay. I yeah. was testing with my son, and it worked with my son. So. It sounds
1: great to me. It sounds yeah. great to me. Awesome. So you, it's
0: 2 uh, o'clock your time. What, were you at work or a class?
1: Yeah. So I, um, no, I was at work and then I have some free time. Um, and between like, I have a break in during the middle of the day on Tuesdays and then I'm going to go back to work and I have a meeting for work and then, um, finish up my day. So yeah, so this was actually perfect timing. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Yeah. I'm so flattered. I'm like, I'm I'm ecstatic. When you reached out, I was like, this is awesome. This is great.
0: Totally. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Oh
0: no! Well, the, oh, I appreciate it because, well, I'll tell you another time about the whole thing. But okay, to, um, for the listeners, I just want to let everyone know that Malia is my dear friend from, um, my, um, the East Coast, and we were in. I think I met you at when the twelve fifteen. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and you were um, ju- you had pink hair, I think.
1: I, think I probably did. <laughs> I, I probably the, did.
0: You're the second person I've interviewed who has mm-hmm. pink hair. Oh, really? <laughs> Emily, yeah. My, my my other episode. Oh, cool. She had yeah. pink hair. Um, and you were, yeah. It was how many years ago now?
1: Oh, over three, over three that's years what ago. Yeah, it's crazy. That's what I thought. And
0: you, um, I loved watching you change.
1: Oh, thank you. You were so kind to me. I remember you very vividly. Um, and you just had such a wonderful disposition and such a calming presence. Um, a very, and I mean this in the most positive way, just like a very motherly presence that I felt comfortable near as I was, I had no idea what I was doing as I started. I didn't even know this was going to be a new journey. Um, so it was really comforting and yeah, thank you for being there. Seriously.
0: Well, you know, I saw this, um, you had this glow about you this energy and i could sense that you were just so ready to move forward with wherever you were supposed to go like i i could just tell that cuz you cuz you shared a lot which was awesome i, I, lo- I love i really needed you. to talk <laughs> <laughs> i know cuz i was the, i was the same way my first two. and and i talked so much so when you were talking so much you reminded me so much of myself and Aww. and you were so transparent and i thought this girl is going places. She's gonna Aww. get.
1: <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank and you. That means a lot.
0: Yeah. So, um, so basically, I don't know how much you know about, about my podcast, but I, I started, I started it because, um, the last couple of years, I just feel like in my journey, mm-hmm. every day. I say the word gratitude, like at least 50 times, Mm
1: -hmm. like
0: either I'm so grateful that I got through that. Had I not been sober, I wouldn't have been able to get through this. And I've been wanting to do a podcast. um, And because I feel like I'm a better, you know, conversationalist than writer. I'm like the blogging just isn't working for me. Mm -hmm. I I just want to get into this whole community, this of people who are getting sober, and who are really, very um transparent about it and open about it and Mm -hmm. and proud about it like oh yeah they're not like hiding behind any shame like they're like loud and proud and and wanting to shout from the rooftops and so I thought all but it came to me like in December I don't know November of last year like sober gratitudes that seems to sound like something that would work for sure yeah and so I've been getting a pretty good response so far, and I'm just having fun with it. And that's
1: so awesome. So, um, you
0: just are such
1: a nice fit to this,
0: um, this show because you. I mean, when you left, it was so sad, but I knew. I
1: know it Um, was really bittersweet. I really, uh, you guys were such a foundation, still are a foundation to me every day. I mean, talk about gratitude. I mean. I uh, so much gratitude for the people who've come into my life um, up until this point and who will, but it's just, it's, I feel like there's definitely been some, something greater than me working, working with me, um, introducing me to people like yourself and others who have um, just entered into my path. I, there's no doubt in my mind. And I'm very aware and just so grateful for that. That's awesome. So when yeah. you, uh,
0: okay. So I want to hear about, your life out on the yeah. west coast, sure. Um, but I also want the listeners to get to know you and your a little bit about what got you to day one of sobriety.
1: Okay. Um. So what it was like? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Yeah. So what? What? What it, what? it. The question is, what it was like to get me to day one of sobriety? Like, what yeah. led up to that?
0: Yeah. Like, what? What was your life like? You know, in active addiction. Sure. And your feelings and just how what what was it that got you to that place of, okay, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to
1: get sober. Here's day one of sobriety. Sure. So I, I mean, I was pretty young. I attempted to get sober, I think around 18 or 19 years old. It just got to a really dark place in my head. But I think up between 18 and 22, I think there was just a lot of justifications because I think, especially in today, um, you know, with like social media and just being in the college scene. I was at college in Philadelphia and I just kind of was like very concerned with what everyone else was doing instead of what felt right and okay for myself, my brain and my body and, um, my soul. And I was like, um, well, everybody's, everybody's drinking, everyone's, everyone's out partying. Um, And so it's okay. It's okay that I'm doing this. It's okay to push my limits. It's okay because everyone's doing it. So I felt like I could make that excuse and have a cushion to fall back on because my excuse was always like, well, you know, to my family or my parents, I was always like, well, my friends are doing that and they're actually doing it worse. I'm not that bad. I was always like, I'm not that bad. And I think also like like I went to school, but I feel like I got I was like, could have gotten a degree in partying. Like I just... Mm -hmm. Couldn't invest in myself. I think I was full of fear to invest in myself and to take risks. And it's not that I was just like I wasn't just partying. Like I, I had, I have, um, I'm an anxious person, and I, I like to set goals for myself. And I was a pretty good athlete growing up. Um, and I, you know, I love being around people. university it was a big deal to do service commitments so like i would do habitat for humanity and i was actually a uh, tour guide so i would tour kids and families who were potential students to the university Mm -hmm. i I went to um so i was doing things but i still felt there was this void of a missing link like i just didn't feel like i fit into society and i just felt like like i was just floating with nothing to ground me on and i i couldn't I had no knowledge of what it meant to be in a functioning relationship, whether it was with a partner or a friendship or to get my viewpoints across to just people of, and how to, how to set boundaries with people, how to say no, how to pause and not react. Like I just didn't get that growing up, and um, I really struggled with that in my four years of college, and four years was plenty. And in that time, I was able to, like, I was able to somehow pass my classes and I was able to get internships, like, just so I could make it look okay on the outside. Like, well, if I'm doing this, if I'm able to get this internship in New York City, if I'm able to get this internship at this company in Philadelphia, like, I must not be doing that bad. And that's what really happened towards the end of my drinking career and partying career is, like, I got this job in New York City Um, and I was just like, as long as I look okay, but really I was just, I felt like a missing, I felt soulless and I felt I lost my purpose. I lost a sense of self. I couldn't make decisions without, um, being concerned with everybody else, like codependent to the extreme. And, um, you know, that's really where it started to unravel, uh, for me as I just, life became, I was really bored and I, I was so lost. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what led me to starting to think like, well, let me learn how to drink normally. Let me learn how to party normally. And that's what I told my family. And they were like, I think I'm the youngest of four too. And my parents really just wanted to know that the youngest was going to be okay. And so they supported that. And I was like, I'm going to learn how to do this in four months and then I'll be fine. Don't worry. It'll be a quick fix. Like I'll just use charisma and my personality to, to make this work. Cause I just feel like I was making things work. And, um, instead of really making a conscious effort to put in the work and, um, and, uh, I got educated on what it meant to have an addiction problem and what it meant to the disease of alcoholism for me. And I just, you know, I, the saying like I let people love me and as cheesy as it sounds like I let people love me until I learned to love myself and I stuck around and just truly it's one day at a time. Mm -hmm. And I had people guide me to take certain steps to, um, be okay with the separation of drugs and alcohol um first and foremost so that's really what led me to day 1 i guess that was so okay yeah. good awesome
0: um so you you it sounds like that you don't have any like major consequences that occurred that or that um i guess it sounds like from what i'm hearing you say you felt like there was something there there was something missing there was an empty. Something was empty. Mm-hmm. Like the, there was something missing inside of you, and and correct. You did you realize before you got sober that you were drinking alcohol to fill that void, or was it something that you didn't know until you got into recovery?
1: I think subconsciously I knew that. I, I, I think I did know that. I just think I didn't I couldn't form the words to say that out loud. I think I was scared to say that out loud because it was a crutch for me. It was something I could lean on to take mm-hmm. me away from my reality. Um and I think like I have I'm much younger than um some of my family members and I think like I there was an undercurrent um that I realized that like, you know, life is really short when you think about it. Like it goes by in a blink of an eye. Like I remember my siblings being teenagers and now they're like in their forties and I'm just like, where did time go? Um, mm-hmm. And I just think I subconsciously looking back a few years later, I was actually reflecting on this last night. Like it just, it really goes by fast and I just felt like I was wasting it. Um, just wa- wasting and withering away and just so um, consumed by the scene around drugs and alcohol and the energy it took to just participate in that. It was too much for me, too much for me, for sure.
0: And you, that's amazing. And you're so young. You're not, you're in your early twenties, right? I'm
1: tw- yeah. I'm 26.
0: Oh, you're a lucky one. I tell you, you know, like, see, cause I didn't get sober until I was 39. But, yeah. um, and so, so when I see uh, a young woman like yourself, Who is able to recognize that something's not right and, and, and you're willing to just make a change and, 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 and not try to fix things on your own. And, and that wisdom, it's like, it's like you almost had wisdom beyond the you an old soul or that you, your wise beyond
1: your years? Um, I, yeah, I, I have had that. I mean, my mom yeah. likes to call, use this term called teeny bopper and I'm like, why did you <laughs> get that? But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do think maybe it's accredited to having parents. My parents had me later in life and I've, mm-hmm. I have been around mostly adults my whole life. Um, and I guess I've just gravitated, just always been curious and, uh, gravitated towards older, I don't know. Yeah. Older people wow
0: and um yeah and you took to the program like white on rice and you worked it so hard when you were here in jersey
1: yeah and I just
0: I was just so blown away by you and so tell tell me then that that void like what now that you have some perspective mm-hmm. like <clears throat> um just because I like to I love to talk about the the differences that we have in our how we feel about ourselves mm-hmm. um what does transformation of self look like for you and like how has become uh better uh, and and why is it i'm not throwing so many questions at you but you know no, these at. are great
1: questions yeah, yeah no these are awesome um gosh i mean my life has become so full um And I, and I gotta say, like, I didn't think a little, about three and a half years ago, like, I didn't think when I, I, I just didn't even think that I was going to be sober. I truly was like, I'm not, I wasn't there to learn. I wasn't there to do anything. I was there to get what I want and just to be able to like function again and get by. And I very much learned quickly that it doesn't have to be that way and in if you could leave your old ideas at the door and be open to people offering you new perspectives on how to navigate through life and i was then you know there's a better chance and more room for positivity and change and i just i think now being in I guess I'm in my mid twenties. Um yes, you still are. <laughs> um, You're a baby. Still. I know. I know. Um, I, I, I just—it's—it's it's like night and day. Like I, man, I have to think about that for a second. Like I, I just—I—I think I came in to sobriety and I would make everything take everything so personally and make everything a big deal, and everything was so times two and I I I would really freak out about these pretty minute little things that I you know and months go by and I'm still like man I would not I would I've I've handled that differently than I would a year ago like I still do that and I just think leaving room to remain teachable and like how is this person my teacher instead of pointing fingers and Mm -hmm. and being and just remaining in self-loathing and resentment um because that's uh that's it. Those are two big ones for me. And it's more just like, okay, this is an experience. Um, I don't want this. I don't necessarily want this experience to happen. Like I, I want things to go my way, but it's just, that's just not how it works. That's just not how it works. And okay, how can I be open to what am I going to learn from this? What is this going to teach me? And a lot of the time I don't know right away. And like, I'm a feel good junkie. I am a, I want to know right now junkie. So, so I, so I know that I will be safe and it's like trusting and believing that I will be no matter what, but just letting go to life experiences. I definitely, I think I've calmed down in that sense. I mean, I am a work and progress, but I just think that I've been, I've learned new tools on navigating my relationships. Um... And it's just, it's been monumental. Like, I I just would not be here today. I would not have the relationships I do today without getting sober, without having teachers who've walked before me and helped me and showed me what they did in certain situations, like what they did when they went through a breakup, what they did when they got into a, their first relationship, like how they monitored themselves, what they did to take care of themselves. Like, I didn't even know, like, oh, there's certain things like esteemable acts. Like, I you know, and like learning new hobbies. And then this whole world blew up of like, wow, I have all this free time on my hands. And now I have all this, like, I have, you know, I'm not spending my money going out to bars or paying for Ubers in that way. And I'm like, so what can I, what would I like to do? And my body's not aching anymore, you know, and I've like signed up for marathons and just embarked on new activities. And like, I was too scared to enter into a gym, Um, By myself, like, I always had to have someone with me. And it's like, put yourself out there saying to things that are healthy and beneficial and can unlock more doors for me. That's, that's really what sobriety has given me is um, just take learning to take care of myself. What does it mean to take care of myself? Like, um, what do I even like? What don't I like? And that's okay. Like, just and ending a sentence with that's okay. Um, It's just, it's been awesome. It's been awesome. So,
0: so so it sounds like that you've had a a huge transformation in terms of your relationships with people and yourself. Yes. Is that correct? Okay. Because, um, to say more about a relationship, let's say (laughs) with you know with a a girlfriend or Mm -hmm. you know a boyfriend before you got sober, and then compare it. And can you can you compare it for the listeners to relationships you have with? people now
1: that you're sober. Sure. Um I think that the M- malia version of myself when I was drinking and partying was I was so concerned and consumed of making sure I got my kicks. Like I got to have all the fun. Like I I just was like and, you know, if you wanted to hop on hop on my bandwagon, come on, but I'm not really concerned with you like it was just i feel like it was just a lot of selfish acts and you know it, and not to put myself down like i i did the best i could and being a friend or a, like a girlfriend to my partner at the time that i could but i think versus today it's more just like being able to ask the questions to myself like how can i meet this person halfway like this relationship's take 2 like yes it's extremely i do like i've I've worked on, it's important to voice your opinion and like work on not what you say, but how you say things mm-hmm. and to c- take into consideration that this is an individual who has feelings too, and they might not have the same program as I do, but they're no be- no no better or worse than I, and to treat them with respect that I give to myself as a sober woman and to uh, continue to allow myself to be vulnerable which is really hard. I've learned like I've, I'm in a relationship now. It's my first relationship in sobriety. And I'm, I am truly with someone that is just, I mean, I think the world of this person and um, the patience they have for me and that we have for each other tolerance, like everything I've learned, practice patience, tolerance, kindness, and love. And like, I, like, I remember someone said to me coming into sobriety, they were like, you have choices today. And I was so baffled by that. Uh, Cause I felt I was, I didn't have a choice before. Like, I felt like a prisoner in my own body. And I, um, I have choices today of how I want to treat people, how I want to treat myself and um, lead with respect and dignity and breathing through things. Um, and trying to see from another point of view, like continue to, be open to perspectives, like, because not everything's going to be world according to Malia. Mm -hmm. And, um, I've definitely, I've learned that in this relationship that I'm, that I'm currently in and it's been such a blessing. And I'm so grateful for this experience that I've been, I've been lucky enough to have with this other person. It's, um, I would not be in this healthy relationship if I did not get sober. No way. No way. And that's just that is such a gift
0: of um, we both, you know, work the same program of recovery and learning new tools on living life as in general, but also specifically with, you know, relationships. I know for me, I was, you know, I was and I still am married to the same person when I got sober Mm -hmm. and how things have changed between us is unbelievable and people who don't know about what we've been through in our marriage would Mm -hmm. probably not like see the change you know because we you know worked privately the two of us my husband and I on on healing a lot of stuff between us and Also just learning like I know I changed (laughs) so much too because I came in when I came into the program, I was so insecure. Mm -hmm. I had the self loathing and it was years and years. Like I had a couple decades, you know, beyond from when you know you got sober in your early twenties. And so it's like I had all those extra years to like build up so much self hatred. Like really truly I just did not like myself and Mm -hmm. and how like I, I began to realize what in, in my marriage, so I'm like, how is this fun for him? You know, mm-hmm. that, that I am like this, you know, somebody who was so jealous and resentful. And it was only because, you know, he was living his life and he's, he's a really great guy. And I love him. Like he's my soulmate, my, my guy for the rest of my life. And 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 I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful that he stuck around through the the times where I where that were bumpy because I was getting sober and I was and changing, but changing for the better. And and it's just so relationships are so much. It's not just with him, but like with other people, like my family members and friends. Like it's I feel like the you know really working a program of recovery and changing yourself, not just putting down the drink, mm-hmm. is is such a gift because then we can put out like all these great positive vibes out into the world totally because of the way we're treating one another and the way we're treating ourselves and so I hear that a lot in you that that is something that you caught on to pretty quickly um at such a young age Um,
1: yeah yeah because I I totally agree with you and I just I think I saw other people working a program and I was like I want that I want I want to be able to really feel confident in my own skin. I want to be able to really be okay with learning to set loving boundaries with people and and, and getting a grasp I just, on how to do that. How do you do that? And I, I really wanted to – I had this desire to just be better just be better. Okay. So now I put down the drink and the partying scene. Now what? It was like a comma after, and it's like the story continued. And I was really curious because I'm like, look at these people around me who are sober and living their life. And I'm like, how do you do that? How do you maintain and form and maintain relationships? And it's a lot of work. I've learned it's a lot of communication. And I'm like, how do you, how do you communicate in How do you communicate at all um, in a way that's respectful and you'll still end up being with the person that you're trying to communicate with and and, and allowing yourself to be vulnerable and accepting love, receiving love, and then, Mm -hmm. you, you know, staying in your lane and giving love back. Like, and, and, and not, not nothing conditional, like, well, because you did this, I'm going to do, I'm going to do that because it's okay. And making justifications, it's like, no, 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 I'm going to be my own person. And this, this is, my motive is to bring love to this. And like, if I want, if I want honesty in a relationship, I believe I have to bring that. Like, if I want love in a relationship and respect, I have to bring love and respect and, um, you know, taking responsibility for my actions and my words and, it's cool because now, when you know, the person I'm seeing, I'm I've been dating for uh, for some time now, and it, it's like you know, I get to remember the conversations we had the night before. I get to yeah. hold myself accountable. I I know what I said, and I say it with, um, I I say it with a, a positive intent, and um, that's such a relief. It's such a relief. It's so so grateful, so gratifying. It's so nice. It's, it's
0: great to go to bed at night knowing that we've lived a day, like what you're explaining. Right.
1: Yeah, it really, it really is. It's just, it's comforting. It makes it easier to sleep at night. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm, I don't have like now my worries and anxieties are honestly like, they're just, they're all good. Like I was thinking about it and as, as you know, you've heard and I've heard, like I've, I get it now. My, our problems of our, are of our own making and Mm -hmm. for pretty, pretty much for the most part. And, you know, my, my issues today are really just about my future. And like, I'm so, I'm so excited about my future. And I want to pack so many things in. And, I, and um that's what keeps me up at night is like, how can I fill my future more? And then um it's not about, it's not regression. It's, progression that sounds like a bumper sticker but I mean really it's more it's, I'm not I'm not worrying about oh man like who do I have to make an amends to who do I have to apologize for what 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 tracks do I have to clean up or more um it's it's more of just like what what do I want to do tomorrow how do I want to what do I want to do for my future it's it's so awesome I that keep saying so awesome I is, don't know what other words yes
0: awesome it's so it is very awesome and so you're like when if I could snapshot what we've just talked about or what you've just shared is it just sounds like and and I can identify with this it's like before drinking it's like drama drama chaos drama drama chaos 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 mm-hmm. with with yourself with like myself and with others mm-hmm. and then post drinking and and re- and then like i said before not just putting down the drink but like working a pro- program of recovery to figure out why you drank in the first place mm-hmm. like what why you needed that numbing agent mm-hmm. why you needed to like push down feelings and then getting and then so learning that about yourself learning all those things about yourself and then having a new relationship with yourself. And then you're, so you're, then you're on the other side of sobriety of the other side of addiction and you're sober and you're emotionally sober and -hmm. you're transforming and you're and the chaos and that drama, it's really not there.
1: No, it's not. Like it's such a
0: relief. It's such a relief for me to not have drama in my life and chaos because there was a, a lot of it before. I got sober
1: and a lot of it was like the war inside my head too, which just made it all (laughs) so much worse. It's like a a battle between me and myself. And like, you know, we, I just feel like people as humanity is just be your own learning to be your own cheerleader and be your own friend and, and um, your own, like just, and I, yeah. And it's, it's, it's so much, it's not like that today. It was very much, I felt stuck. I felt like I needed to take so many showers, like, Mm. like just need to clean, clean myself. And, and, um, you know, and I, I was uh, talking to someone last week and I said, I, I had this flashback recently and I, it was me as a little girl. And like, I remember like constantly running around in search of in search of something in search of someone. And I found her and it's me. And it's like, mm. how I really I mean, I, I really I have found her and I, I'm happy to be standing today for that younger version of myself who was running around lost and confused and just to be like, it's okay. Like it's it's okay. And you did it such Yeah, I, I keep saying it over
0: and over again. Like it just it's you're so, you know, Laura McCowan just wrote the book, We Are the luckiest.
1: Mm-hmm. Have you heard of that book? I have. I haven't read it, but I've heard of it.
0: Yeah, I've started to read it. I haven't had time, but it's really, really good so far. And she, and I've heard that I've, I, there's somebody in our home group from back in Germany. He has said that immediately. He has said, we are the luckiest.
1: Yeah, I we him are him
0: about the book. And I was like, you'll never believe it. But she stole your line. <laughs> oh, no. He, Oh, he didn't even know about the book.
1: No. no. Oh, so that's so him, cool. I'm
0: like, have you heard about her? But and he's like, no,
1: great and, minds think alike. Uh,
0: but you know what, that's what happens in the program is that we, we, all we all have these thoughts that are the same. It's like, we're all this. Mm-hmm it's really incredible, but we really are anyone who's sober and it really doesn't matter. Like what program you use. And I've said, it before, sure. I'm not, I'm not here to promote any program. There's programs that other programs out there. There's so many, somebody told me the other, the other day that there's like
1: 350 wow. programs
0: of recovery. And I, was I, believe, like,
1: it. I believe it. I believe it. Really? I, that's so I, awesome. That's great.
0: Yes. I think it's amazing too. And so, we have, we have choices, mm-hmm. which is like all the better reason than to, to get sober because like you're showing me right now, Malia, that, you know, you, you getting sober at any age is, is a gift. And you happen to be one of the luckier ones. I think that got sober um, much younger. And so you have your whole life ahead of you to explore who you are and what you want and how you want to evolve. And you're going to just evolve into this, like, and you're going to continue like you're I'm just so, so excited for you thank you I know like for me I it's been you know eight years almost eight years that I've you know, started um that I reached my like rock bottom mm-hmm. and um and August is my sober
1: congratulations my sober
0: but, yeah so it's not until August that I said like the, without picking up a drink but the thing is it's I feel like I've lived a, a lifetime Mhm. And I don't know if you can share in that experience um because you know all that I wasted a lot of hours being hungover mm-hmm. and being caught up in in fights and dramas and like thinking about people I was resentful towards and not not doing anything useful with my life you know. Yeah. And so now now that's so different and it sounds like that that's kind of what you're doing right now. It's like you're just really like you're just really seizing every day.
1: I mean yeah I um first of all congratulations that's so wonderful to hear and um it's so nice to hear another woman in sobriety share their experience and yeah so like I I feel like today I I'm just excited to be alive I'm really excited because life is not yeah. boring I remember I was like at this pit that this this fork in the road where I was like well I, I can't live with a drink and I can't live without it and I can't what am I going to tell my friends who I used to party with? What are they going to think of me? And I just, it was a moment of surrender. And once I surrendered, so many wonderful things have been put in my path. And it's not really material things. I mean, sure, I've gotten healthier and, like, I've made new friends and I found new hobbies. But it's more just like this, like, I'm i'm okay in my skin i'm comfortable in my skin learning how to be alone like mm-hmm. with my with myself learning how to not you know use people to fill me up for momentarily because i'm uncomfortable or i i don't know how what it means to be alone like learning to decorate my own apartment which i lived in by myself for 2 years and mm. and that was a cool experience just it was really cathartic for me and just like looking around my, my small little apartment and how do I want to decorate this? Like, what, what do I want? What, like just enjoying the process. And then, um, you know, and learning to honestly show up for a job and not be hung over and show up on time, be of service. Like the word service has become a major part of my life. I didn't even know that word existed. And, like, sure, I did the Habitat for Humanity stuff in school, but I don't even think I knew the word service then. I just, I have no idea. I um, Anyways, but I, just showing up for people, like saying I'm going to do something, committing to it, showing up and just taking responsibility. And, you know, I like, my body doesn't ache. Like at 22 years old, like I could, like it was, it was a struggle for me to get out of bed and. Because of know, hangovers? Oh my God, they were the worst. Yeah. And for someone who like I played ho- ice hockey for nine years, I was on uh, varsity soccer. Like I, I really like to move. I'm an anxious individual by nature, even without drugs and alcohol. And you know, now like before moving to LA, uh, right before I moved, I was checking out different marathons um, because I'm I got back into running. That's awesome. Yeah, and like I uh, signed up for this ten mile tough mutter type thing and and I did it by myself and like my boyfriend came to support me but I I did it I signed up and I did it by myself and that and that was around the same time of my three-year sober birthday and I was like and that was kind of my gift to me I didn't I didn't need people to like congratulate me and it was just more of like this is what I want to do with me and my body today because I can and this is it was it was also a lot of mind over matter I've never done 10 miles of consecutive anything mm-hmm. and thrown an op- thrown several obstacle courses and you know and like since moving here i've i've um i just continued to to put myself in a uncomfortable situations to meet new people and and to not be afraid and like doing rock climbing doing jujitsu and just it's such been so it's just so satisfying and it's just like this is this is what I get to put my energy towards today Mm -hmm. and my spirit um so yeah I've definitely incorporated new things in my life like like those activities which is so looking forward to doing every day that's wonderful
0: I'm, I'm so excited for you Malia and, and you're Thanks. you know you're doing it all sober you're doing all these you're young you're doing all these new things sober and yeah there's probably a ton of people out there who do the same things but maybe they're drinking while they're doing it mm-hmm. but it's it's it, it there's there is such a huge difference when you take alcohol out because you know like I, I used to do 5k's when I could run um and I, at the end, like we would drink beers and Mm -hmm. like, that's, I remember thinking, that's what I would get excited for. Sure. I was really excited about the act of running and doing this, whatever fundraiser. It was like, I can't wait to have that beer at the end of the 5k.
1: Right. Or even like my, like I, for example, like my friend had a birthday and my friend um, wanted to go to this certain place. And, you know, I just, was like, this is what my friend wants to do. I'm going to show up and, you know, not make it about me. And I would call like a normie, like they, they can drink sociably and regularly and that is totally okay. Like I, I separate myself. And like, if you, if someone if there's a person who that works for them, it's great. I just have a very much of an understanding that that doesn't work for me mm-hmm. and that's okay. And I'm not going to make an experience that has nothing to do with me about me and just show up and what can I bring to the table and like, you know, uh, like doing like a 5k or a half marathon, like it and then like kind of, and to your point, like I get to enjoy the experience. Or maybe mm-hmm. I'm not enjoying it while I'm doing it, <laughs> but, to, but to be in that, be present in that experience, all of me, and my focus is training for that moment, and I'm, I get to really be there, and there's no distractions because uh, I'm, I'm taking care of myself and taking myself seriously, that is um, leagues different than what it was, but yeah. it's just, um, it's really satisfying.
0: I hear so much self-love and, you know, no more self-loathing and I love it. And you're, you're such a beautiful, beautiful young woman inside and out. I mean, you're, you're just, um, an inspiration. We've talked so much about gratitudes, which is so I, I'm remembering as we've been talking, I'm like that. This is why I loved her. And I still love her so much. Aww, is I love you right back. Yes, we always had such great, <laughs> like uplifting, positive, excited, you know, just great conversations when you were uh, when I could see you in person. And um, so since we've talked a lot about wonderful things in sobriety. Mm -hmm. I guess my last question to you before we close up the interview is what, you know, for anyone who's listening, who's trying to get sober or, you know, thinking about getting sober and they know they're like, they're, they're, what would you say? Like, what would you say to that person who's trying to get sober and considering it? And they really, deep down, they know they are, maybe they're not telling anybody but like in the back of their mind, they're like, "Yeah, I think I, I think I would be a better person if I, if I put down the bottle."
1: That's a good question. I think I would tell the person that, um, you know, it's scary to put yourself into. I can totally relate and identify that it's scary to come into a new space that you are not familiar with. It is very unfamiliar, and you have considered yourself one way your whole life, and now you're at this pivotal point in your life where you're, you're kind of like shedding skin of like, I don't think this is right for me anymore. And, you know, that is a loss and it's, and how do you deal with that loss? And I think, um, being in a fellowship and, and with people who are like-minded people and surrounding yourself around people who can take the time to help educate you and be patient with you and to keep going, keep coming back and, um, encourage, anybody out there to be curious and know it's okay. And you are truly not alone. That is the number one thing. You are not alone. And, you know, maybe what might work for me were worked if, wouldn't work for someone else, but there is a solution and um, it's an everyday solution. That's the cool mm-hmm. thing. Like there's, there's there, I have a solution to all of my problems. Um, and that's the beauty of it. And I can, I can get through it soberly. Um, I guess that's what I would say. I, and also just like being open to being open to other people's suggestions, being open to other people's suggestions, and maybe also being open to the idea that maybe what you've done so far has not worked. So why not give something new a shot? Why, why not? Right. Like yeah. what else do you have to lose? Um, what else do you have to lose? That's that's really the message I took when when, when I came to that point. I, I don't have much else uh, except for oh, my life, you know. Yeah. Ah, oh, beautiful. Yeah. And so
0: I guess I just want to ask you one more thing. Yeah. Um, what has been your What has been the biggest surprise for you in getting sober? Like something that you completely didn't. Was there anything that you completely we're blindsided about, like, wow, this is what sobriety is about. Like, I never expected this.
1: Hmm. Really being okay with people being just as they are and and separating myself and having compassion for other people. And maybe even taking a step um, out of myself and getting out of my own way to... Um, to understand where that person is coming from and to um, like I've sobriety has helped me to define um, forgiveness for me and what that means um, and to have forgiveness for other people who have may have wronged me and to not carry that baggage with me today. And it is so freeing to just Mm -hmm. not get so uptight about, Everyone else, or or carry around something that happened in my past with me into the future, and mm-hmm. um, oh, it is it is just so freeing to be able to do that, and, and I can breathe easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a feeling
0: I, I had a feeling that word freedom was going to come up. Yeah, because I, it, it's it's something that that I think a lot of people who are sober and have some time, and when they really let themselves have time to and to understand what it means to be emotionally sober to know what it means to be free in your life it's just like like it reminds me that have you seen the movie Flight with denzel washington
1: the movie flight yeah yes i have
0: with denzel washington okay Mm -hmm. okay so anyone who's listening who's thinking about you know it's just a phenomenal phenomenal movie and when i watched it when i first got sober i was just sobbing like i could identify because i think at one point he talks about like how he's free and and i don't want to give it away but <laughs> the freedom and sobriety like i could be i could be locked in a room and like for 3 days i would it like people sometimes like are, like cuz i have a chronic illness and i'm going to be rambling right now but and i'm starting to feel better today and i've shared about it a little bit on my instagram page mm-hmm. and people are like, Oh, you know, you've been like cooped up in your house and you've been feeling like, you must be so lonely. You must be feeling so depressed. I'm like, I'm I'm not, I'm really not Mm -hmm. like, I just, you know, I'm accepting the way it is. And Mm -hmm. I know what tools I need to help myself just get through the day and like letting my body do what it needs to do to get better. And And like, it was such a gift that you said that you would be able to, you know, be on my podcast because I had nobody for tomorrow's um, um, episode. So, Mm -hmm. so I'm so excited. Like everything, see that, like everything ends up working, working out. Yeah. Right. And it's just, it's such a beautiful thing. And I, I'm just so glad that, uh, you know, you're, you're such a sunshiny, um, bright soul. I can just, I can just feel it through the phone and, I can see it in the pictures of you and it makes sense. It makes sense that you're out in sunny California.
1: (laughs) I know. I know. I've, I've really, um, it's been a, I feel very fortunate. I'm a very lucky human being and I'm, I'm so blessed and grateful that I've gotten to meet you and you're, you're in my sober community and it's just really empowering. And I'm, I, I'm so excited to be able to support you and be on your podcast it's very flattering and this is uh, I would I would do this again um you know anything you needed
0: well thank you because maybe like who knows how long this podcast will go but I'm gonna be watching you to see sure
1: how your life
0: how your life unfolds and it's gonna be
1: exciting to watch oh I love it it's awesome (laughs) okay well thank you so much again for thank you so much Sarah it's so great to hear your voice and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day you too take care sweetie bye
0: Well, that's a wrap on this episode. Thank you to my guest and all of you for listening. I hope what you heard inspires you to look for and recognize the gifts of sobriety. Sober Gratitudes, a podcast dedicated to delivering messages of hope through true stories of recovery. A sober life is possible if you truly want it.